Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. Bowing in, this is Roundhouse Rob, the Success Sensei, helping you to win at life one kick and punch at a time. Today I'm covering an introduction to the 18-year property cycle, and this is episode 213. Welcome to the main event. It's the Success Sensei Podcast main event. Introduction to the 18-year property cycle. Maybe you've never heard of the 18-year property cycle before. Um, Let this be your introduction. Maybe you have heard of the 18-year property cycle and you just need to be reminded of it. But I'll tell you one thing I wish I had heard about this years ago. Unfortunately, I didn't. And I do feel that I've made mistakes based on not knowing this theory. I think it's a very valuable theory. Now, my objective is to give you an introduction. I am not the originator of the 18-year property cycle. I'm not an economist. I'm not even a financial advisor. My plan is to arm you with financial information that could be used to better your life. I mean, you could really screw it up based on the information that I give you as well. So obviously you can't hold me responsible. I call it an introduction to the 18-year property cycle because I'm by no means an expert. As I said, I have specifically made mistakes based on not knowing this. So now that I'm armed with it, I plan to use it myself heavily in the future. Um... And I think that you should consider it too, especially if you are interested in property as an investment vehicle. The thing I like about property, I've discussed it many times in the past, I like that you can touch it. I like that if you've ever watched any of the property shows, even people that have done a bad purchase, you have lots of options to still come out smelling of roses. There's lots of opportunity to change use, to develop, to just look at it a different way that for the market to increase and that you, you, you don't basically lose your shirt. There's many people that have done bad purchases if you watch any of the shows. And ultimately, you can still, there's very, very, very few that make a loss. And um, if you can hold on for long enough, even a stupid purchase, even a mistake can come good in the end. So a lot of people in this country are very much into property. Ireland's a very small country and yet property seems to be a massive focus for the majority of people who are into investing. And it's also where a lot of the success um, in this country has come from is, is the property market. And it's what really decides, I suppose, the faith the fate of the Irish economy, whether we're doing well or not, is heavily based and tied to property. So let's get into this. What the hell is the 18-year property cycle? Well, from doing my bit of research, I saw two two people that were um, attributed to inventing the 18-year property cycle. Funnily enough, one was an American economist of sorts, Homer Hoyt. 
um, from the US of A. And another one was a British um, economist of sorts again from, from the UK, Fred Harrison. Both, as I said, were economists of sorts. Um, but also were specialists in land and land investing and land rights and etc etc so it depends I suppose on which side of the Atlantic you're living in as to who you're going to attribute the you know discovering of the 18-year property cycle but however moving forward um, it's basically it's possible to see that property is cyclical now here is where a lot of errors are made. It is very, very hard to fully time the market. It's it's exceptionally, I'm biased towards property, so I think it's very, very hard to time the stock market. I think you have some chance of timing the property market, but you can get it very, very wrong. And these people, Homer Hoyt and Fred Harrison, did their research back to something like the 1800s so basically going back a couple of hundred years to see if property and land specifically was cyclical and they discovered lo and behold it actually is and you can trace it on a graph so there are many things that affect you know property prices there are interest rates can can affect property prices levels of employment obviously affordability as to you know your your wages versus um the prices how much you need to borrow in other words versus your wages versus the price of the property yet rental yields um can seriously uh, determine house prices the demographics so the study of people's situations in life um that's what demographics means um so you know lot, lot, there's lots of different human factors that determine house prices new house building rates so you know are, there's a big shortage i think fairly pretty much globally at the moment uh, consumer confidence whether people believe in it or not as an investment vehicle or, or just whether people you know believe in purchasing houses or, or renting uh, lending policy how easy it is to get money <laughs> uh, tax uh, your rates of tax and how they're attributed to the housing market greatly affects housing prices and the equity market. So, I mean, there are correlations between the stock market and commodities. If investors decide to take the money out of stock or commodities and put them into house prices, into house prices, into uh, property purchases and investing in, in, in property in bricks and mortar, that ob obviously has a, an effect on house prices. So they're all things that can affect house prices. And despite everything that's happened throughout history, world wars, etc., etc., it turns out that, you know, 18 years is the average life, well, not life cycle, but economic cycle of property um, that was discovered by the two previous mentioned uh, men and proponents of the 18-year property cycle. So come on, cut to the chase, get to it. What What is it? Okay, so we're fresh off of a downturn. We're fresh off the recession. So you could imagine that after every recession, there's a reset. So property prices are, are down so low and people have no interest that only kind of brave investors start to enter the market again. People guess that it's the bottom of the market or else property prices are so low and so attractive that people start investing and purchasing again. So after a recession, the prices, the first phase is prices start to increase slowly, but surely 
confidence returns in the market and things move forward from the, the lowest point after the recession. Now, when it gets to a midpoint, there can be a mid-cycle slowdown or a mid-cycle wobble. So that's where prices are adjusted or maybe there's a little bit of, people think, you know, it's gotten too hot. Prices have been rising too quick and there's a little bit of a downturn. Could be a couple, a little bit of a downturn, but you're still higher than the, the point after the recession. After the mid-cycle slowdown or the mid-cycle wobble, as some people call it, there's a fast acceleration towards the peak. So prices are at the top. Everybody and their dog, everybody that you meet on the street are telling you to purchase property. Everybody is doing it. Does this bring back memories of pre-2007? So from, two, from the 2000s onwards, where everybody, every taxi driver was giving you property tips when you when you got into their car um, and then it reaches the peak the last two years of the peak by the way are called the winner's curse so this is where i suppose you, you've won you've purchased a property but you've purchased it at the highest point then confidence leaves the market whether the last one was to do with a credit crunch, it could be various different reasons, but we're into a recession and there's a big drop off and cooling of prices. And it starts all over again. So a slowly, but a slow and steady increase. So somewhat a mid-cycle wobble to a faster increase, bringing you up to the peak and then over the peak back into a downward spiral and into um, a recession again until it starts again. Now, each time it restarts, it does restart at a higher point than before. So basically, if you can wait long enough, no matter which stage you buy in the property cycle, even if it was at the top, the winner's curse at the very, very top of the cycle, technically, if you could wait for another cycle to happen, you could still win, you could still come out top. It's not ideal, but no, no matter if you can if you can keep your head above the water, if you can tread the water and wait long enough, you could still do well. But that is not where you want to be buying. So the three main things that you're going to get from this property cycle is basically number one, buy when others are selling. So when others are selling specifically at the bottom, if you had had looking back now to 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, maybe even, well, 13, it was starting to recover. But if you had had a line of credit, if you had had cash or you had lending and you were able to purchase, I'm sure now with hindsight, you're able to look back at the deals that were on the table. I'm sure you're kicking yourself at things that were 40,000, say, um, and now they're worth 240,000 or 340,000 with a bit of um, money put in and into them and, and their, their, their value increased. Um, so I'm sure there's opportunities there that you know that you have lost it, lost out on if you had had seen the opportunity and understood what, what would have happened. So number one was buy when others are selling and buy at the bottom. Number two, 
sell when others are buying. So sell specifically at the top of the market. At that winner's curse is when you should be offloading the things that you don't want to be holding on to. Things that could potentially, maybe they're bad areas, maybe they're bad investments, thing that you, things that you could um, lose a lot of money for, from the dip. So things that you don't want to hold on to long term that aren't legacy investments. You want to be selling them at the top of the market before the downturn, the next downturn. I'm sure that there are people out there, investors out there who held on to stuff for too long um, and, and are kicking themselves again, realizing that they could have made a lot of money or just made money full stop. Um, and I'm sure there's people that are kicking themselves for have bought having bought at the top of the market. All the accidental landlords out there were specifically talking about you. And number three, so number one, I'll quick, quickly go through that again. Buy when others are selling at the, at the bottom. Number two, sell when others are buying at the top. And number three, have the cash or the credit, the line of finance ready for when the opportunities arise. So I touched on this a second ago. If you had had a pot of cash ready, knowing that this was a cycle, knowing that there was going to be another downturn, knowing that property prices were going to drop, that you could purchase properties, not even put have to put any money into doing them, not into doing them up, not even having to renovate or doing any of that handiwork or any of that hardship or any of that in investing more money, but just having bought them and sat on them, you could have seen a serious amount of, of increase in your capital based on just this property cycle. Now, where do you reckon we are now? Okay, this is just an opinion. There are so many, every economist, and one, I'm not an economist as I've said, but every economist has a completely different, differing opinion. Um, so this is totally up to you to figure out where we're at um, and what you think. I personally think, despite Brexit, despite COVID, I personally think we are in the middle of the mid-cycle wobble or the mid-cycle slowdown. So that means that since 2007 and 2008, there was those steady years um, of, of an increase um, and now I think, you know, obviously Brexit and COVID um, are, well, I mean, they are catastrophes. Well, specifically, COVID is a catastrophe. And yes, I still think when it comes to property in this cycle, I still think it reflects a, a mid-cycle wobble. And I think that very, very soon there is going to be the next five to seven years of, you know, an increase of a boom. I do think it is going to be a boom. I've said it in episodes past. There's a lot of doom, doom and gloomers out there. I, this, this episode, this particular episode comes to you um, and I had planned on doing it all week, but the timing of it today, it comes when it has just been announced, Pfizer have come up with a vaccine that's 90% effective. Now, based on that information alone, makes me even more believe that there's going to be a boom ahead. I've spoken in the past that there's that much money being injected into the economy. It's extremely hard to just balance something. With the amount of money that's gone into the economy, 
I believe that it's going to really spur and drive on the economy. I know there's been a lot of hardship. I know a lot of people, you know, are, are hurting and, and there's job uncertainty out there and there's people still struggling financially. But you know what? There's a lot of people that have a lot of money. There's a lot of people that saved a lot of money during COVID. Uh, there's a lot of people that have, uh, a lot of inv- investors are, are, I suppose, circling and waiting. It's fresh after the last recession. They they know something is up and they're waiting to enter the market. They're waiting to make investments, rightly or wrongly, based on the timing of it. But there's a lot of money in the market, which is probably why a lot of people expected property prices to drop. And you know what? So far, there's not very much evidence of them dropping. So far this year, 2020, um, property is actually outperforming where, where everybody thought it was going to be. Now, I do think that we're in a mid-cycle wobble, which means you could have so, a good seven years ahead of, of a boom before there could be another downturn. And how the next downturn is going to happen, I don't know. It could be another inflated market. could be another property bubble. Um, it's, it's not likely that it's going to be the same. It could be, you know, any kind of an event or catastrophe could trigger, trigger it. It's hard to, it's hard to understand. As I, as I said, I've listed all the key factors affecting property prices and that there are very varied and, 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 and many. So it's hard for anybody. It's hard for an expert, Never mind a non-expert like myself. I'm not the originator, as I said, I'm not the originator of all this information. This is information that I've gathered. That's why I called it an introduction. I am hoping that it spurs your interest. I'm hoping that if you are a property investor or you want to be a property investor, that you're just armed with more information. You're armed with more than I was when I started out. I didn't have this 18-year property cycle um, theory. And I think if I had had it, you know, it's hard to know. Maybe I would have still made the same mistakes, but at least I would have been aware of the mistakes that I made. So all I'm trying to do is trigger something in you. If you're not aware of it, or even if you are, now is the time you can go and do a study and try to figure out where you think we're at. I would love your, your your I was going to say your advice. I can give me your advice as well. And I'd love your opinion as to where you think we're at. Um, the the forums and and the 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 group chats are very hot and heavy with people you know people's different arguments as to where they think we're at and where they think we aren't at and who's right and who's so you know enjoy reading the comments to certain posts but where do you think we're at do you think I'm right or do you think we're heading into a steep recession which is where a lot of people think we're going right now I don't I think we're going into a boom where do you think we're at don't base your your financial future on on my opinion as I said at the very very start and let me know what you think I hope it's given you a little bit of an insight into the an introduction into the 18 year property cycle go and do your research do your homework um, and let me know what you think message me anytime go through the successsensei.com um, okay I'm waffling I'm, la- I'm rambling this is longer than normal one so thank you for listening I'm Roundhouse Rob the success sensei life is a fight you can enjoy and win bowing out this has been the success sensei fighting the winning fight so add us subscribe like and comment keep those hands up and keep moving forward